and gentlemen, welcome to Kinetic Impressions Movie News. I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. And today we got uh, we got some interesting news today, my man, if I do say so myself. Uh, first up, we're going to definitely talk about the HBO Max news, which I'm sure everyone on the internet, internet's been talking about. The fact that HBO Max will be releasing all of Warner Brothers uh, movies directly on the streaming service. We're also going to dive into a couple other pieces of news. Spider-Man casting news. Apparently, Sony is really, really into dumping a whole lot of people in every Spider-Man 3. And hopefully, they don't mess it up this time. We're going to start off with the main news of the hour, which is, of course, HBO Max will be releasing the entire slate of Warner Brothers films on the streaming platform. Now, this, since there is a whole bunch of news, about this kind of infiltrating the internet and essentially what's really happening is the streaming wars have begun ladies and gentlemen the movie industry has a lot to say about this and so does uh so does exhibitors just such as amc and uh and basically the entire industry is just an uproar about this uh what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna talk i'm gonna read a breakdown of a bunch of news articles that i read about the actual subject uh, and I'm just going to put up on the screen a screenshot of some of the latest news, just to have that on there. Our summary. <clears throat> Last week, Warner Media, owned by AT&T, headquarters in Dallas, by the way, uh, announced that Warner Brothers films will be releasing, will, re- will release, oh, sorry, Warner Brothers will, will release all of their films on HBO Max and theaters simultaneously. And it includes release of window of 31 days on streaming platform and then subsequently taking those down for an indiscriminate amount of time the plan was created out of necessity for the movie studio uh to recoup revenue at the present time uh, the, sorry uh, the, the was necessity for the movie studio to try to recoup revenue in a very tumultuous environment because they believe at the moment that most of the country is probably going to go back into a stay at home order uh, they sought to actually release Wonder Woman 1984 during this exact same model. It looks like they have decided to release all of their movies in 2021 on the same model. Now, it needs to be stated that HBO Max is only available in the United States. So they do plan to release all of these films overseas in theaters because also most of the world is actually doing a lot better than we are at this pandemic. Um, uh, I want to read a quote here from Anna Anne Smirnoff, who is the CEO of Warner Media. She says, quote, we are living in an unprecedented time which calls for creative solutions, including the new initiative for Warner Brothers Pictures Group. No one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know, uh, we, we know the new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity through 2021. The films that will be released on HBO Max and theaters simultaneously include Wonder Woman 1984, Mortal Kombat, The Little Things, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Remembrance, the Suicide Squad, Dune, King Richard, and Matrix 4. 
Now let's go around the horn uh, to some industry reactions. First from AMC. Uh, the uh, CEO of AMC, quote, says these coronavirus impacted times are uncharted waters for all of us, which is why AMC signed to an HBO Max exception to only Wonder Woman 1984 being released by Warner Brothers at Christmas when the pandemic appears to be at its height. However, Warner now hopes to do this for all of their 2021 theatrical movies, despite the likelihood with a vaccine right around the corner that theater business is expected to recover. Clearly, Warner Media intends to sacrifice a considerable portion of the profitability of its movie studio division and that of its production partners and filmmakers to subsidize its HBO Max startup. As for AMC, we will do all in our power that Warner does not do so at our expense. We will aggressively pursue economic terms that preserve our business. We have already commenced an immediate and urgent dialogue with the leadership of Warner on the subject. And from Steven Soderbergh, when he was pressed about the issue from Slash Film, said state, sorry, sorry, said, quote, I don't have a problem with this at all. Ahem. <clears throat> He says the theatrical movie business won't be robust enough in 2021 to justify the amount of print and advertising money you need to spend to put a movie into wide release. There's no scenario in which a theater that is 50% full or at least can't be made 100% full is a viable place for a movie to be played in. But... That will change. We will reach a point where anybody who wants to go to the movies will feel safe to go to the movies. A response from Christopher Nolan, who was asked by Deadline about the release schedule. <clears throat> Quote, some of our industry's biggest filmmakers and most important movie stars went to bed the night before thinking they were working for the greatest movie studio and woke up to find out they were working for the worst streaming service. <clears throat> Warner Brothers had an incredible machine for getting a filmmaker's work out everywhere, both in theaters and in home, and they are dismantling it as we speak. They don't even understand what they're losing. Their decision makes no economic sense, and to the most casual Wall Street investor can see the difference between disruption and dysfunction. Now, one last thing I do want to say on this, uh, they are uh, Warner Brothers and Roku are currently still in negotiations to get the, an HBO Max app on, the, on their streaming platform. Currently, Roku will close out this year with a 40% market share of streaming. That means that 40% of all U.S. broadband households have a Roku device in their home without an HBO Max app. That is a whole lot of news and a whole lot of reaction. Uh, Drew, my man, what do you think about all this? <laughs> I, 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 everything I was going to say, I think you pretty much said it in that long ass four, uh, four pages of news that you just read. But, uh, you know, like, I think this is kind of crazy, man. This is, uh, this is not good. Like, like we've been saying for this whole movie industry, this is never going to be good. Um, I just like that Christopher Nolan's just a little bit bitter. I mean, he calls it the worst streaming service. He really wants to, he really wants to like yeah. dig deep into them. Right. And, uh, it's, sure. it's kind of like he's bashing them because 
he didn't get he didn't get his film in there before the whole thing. I mean, yeah, like like you were saying, uh, Soder, Soderberg, uh, Soderberg earlier said like, or not Soderberg. I'm sorry, the AMC uh, CEO said earlier like we thought this was just gonna be the original like when the pandemic said it's worse for Wonder Woman. Well, I'm wondering why they didn't do it for Tenet, and so I think that's why Christopher Nolan's a little bit extra <laughs> angry about this is because. That you know they're gonna Wonder Woman's gonna see a substantial amount of money from this compared to um, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, and I think it, they're both great so, movies. They're just you know like I I think they're they're both good in their you know in their each in their own right, but like I think it's gonna be a, a colossal bigger of a win for uh, Wonder Woman when all said and done. Well. Um, there's kind of a there's so, so there's, a, there's a lot to unpack here, right? Um, the biggest thing here is to also kind of touch on the the kind of the background that's happening here. So Wonder Woman, um, the, in my research, I have found that Wonder Woman specifically. So Patty Jenkins, Gal Gadot. They both had a buyout option in their contract, right? Meaning if the movie made a certain amount of cash, they would be getting this bonus. Warner Brothers actually went ahead and paid them that bonus. Right. Well, actually, Ga Gal, releasing it, right? Gal actually worked up a higher number than what that bonus was originally. She, she right. was not slated to get $10 million. She is getting $10 million now. Uh, well, uh, well, here's the thing. A and AMC did say that they went, they went ahead and they shook hands and they made a deal just for Wonder Woman, just for Wonder Woman, right? Well, Warner Brothers went ahead and pulled the world over everyone's eyes and didn't give anyone else that deal. They just did it without talking to anybody, anybody, right? And the, another thing about Nolan, it is probably fair to state that the push for Nolan wanting his movie to be released in theaters during probably one of the worst times is one of the main reasons Warner was like, we lost a lot of money on Tenet. <laughs> we, we, it did okay overseas because other countries are handling this better, but they lost money on Tenet. And Tenet might actually be one of the reasons this is, this is happening. Well, and, but it's not like maybe you know something I don't like. I don't think Nolan pushed it out. It's that the studios had it burning. It, no. it was burning money in their pocket. The longer they sat this out, the the more that they were going to lose money, and they were losing so much money just with the situation itself. And I just don't. I think they made a wrong opening move with Tenet, and I think they were just they were a little too desperate, a little too fast. I, I, what do you think? Uh, Nolan pushed it out a hundred percent. That's Nolan wanted his movie out. He wanted it in theaters. He wanted it to go out. He didn't want it to be in any other way. And he wanted it out immediately. Now, now honestly, Warner brothers had the final say in that. And they, and they definitely tested the waters with that movie. They took the lessons of that movie and used it to make that decision. But Nolan really wanted that movie out really badly. And there's I actually there was a really good video that I watched from Entertainment Weekly Canada, uh, where this guy was kind of just doing an editorial about this whole thing. But he made a really good point in that when the tides of change are coming, especially in industry, 
there are always the people at the very top of the current apparatus who are making the most money, who are standing to the best, who have the best deals in place, who are always the ones who are the most outspoken against that change. And he brought a really good example, Metallica, when Napster was a thing. They were one of the biggest proponents of, no, we need to go back to this. And I can totally see that. Nolan is definitely at the, he is the top, he is the top director right now. His movies always make money, but he has the best deals in place right now. And it makes sense why he would be the one most outspoken about everything, because this is a signal of change. The pandemic speeded up this entire process and whatever deals there that are, that are being made right now, Warner Brothers decided to kibosh all of the current deals. They straight up just not, like, decided wholeheartedly to go full bore into a onslaught of legal action and, and, and legal recourse. They didn't care. They were like, F it. We got a streaming service. It's a pandemic. We want to push this thing because we know the future. The future is everybody having everybody's credit card information and and fucking charging everybody a monthly charge and that, and this is their this is their push man like they went into the bull with the china chop in the entire film industry and were like fuck it well i, this I think it. it worked in their we're favor i mean they added over four million dollars or four million subscribers sorry not dollars four million subscribers uh, just in this, the uh, just within this last week after making this announcement, That's crazy. They had 12 million subs, right? Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, they definitely had 12 million subs, which is which I mean, it makes sense. It's a good deal. Look, as, as a consumer, right? As a person just living in the world, consuming things, I have several streaming services. This is incredible, it's an incredible deal. And, and HBO actually stated that they are going to stop their their trial. So you cannot have a trial anymore. It is, I think it's 14 bucks a month. They're straight up 14 bucks a month, no trial. This is not going to be the Disney model where they like, you have to like sign on to Disney Plus plus a $30 premium for Milan. No, this is a straight up, all you got to do is pay 14 bucks a month and you will get all of these films. Oh, one other exception, Batman isn't on this late. And I think that's because of I mean, maybe there's some contract stuff right. there. I think, but the Batman is not on. Well, there. I, and I'm just looking at the movie list a, in general, and uh, like I would, I would have personally gone and seen about three or four of those in the movies. I would not have seen all of them. Um, by far, I would not go and pay the money at a movie theater. But because I already have this monthly subscription, I will probably see. Um, at least 90% of these movies, if not all, because it's on the streaming service now. So I, I don't know how, how you went. I mean, like they're making money, they're making a subscription money, which that was the problem why no one was winning in the theater debate anyway, right? Was because the way movies were going anyway was a subscription service. Yeah. It was already going where I had, you know, the, um, 
what's the company the first company that went bankrupt before pandemic started movie um yeah i i, I think it was movie pass yeah movie pass maybe it was movie i had movie, yeah, yeah, movie pass. i had movie pass and what was great yeah. was that there was a certain in certain regional areas uh you can go to alamo draft house with movie pass which is insane so yeah i was going to uh before alamo draft house closed that out before their own streaming service um, I mean, not streaming service, but paid monthly service. Um, I, I ended up buying, um, AMCs and then, and then I got Alamo draft houses because I rather pay $20 yeah. a month to see yeah. as many movies as I want. And it didn't financial, it, it still financially does not work out for anyone to benefit from that. So what, what's the next push? It's going to be to put it in your home for $15 a month where we don't have any overhead for that. And we just get that money straight into our pockets. It's, it's almost like straight to DVD has finally won. <laughs> and it's, it's, kind of <laughs> that's funny. Straight to TV is finally one. I mean, when yeah, when can like, you say that, right? Like straight to VHS. Yeah. <laughs> when were you ever going to say that straight to VHS was ever going to win? And like that used to be a cancer, right? That used to be like your yeah. shit was straight to VHS. It was the worst. It was like, man, you know that. The worst. Um, yeah. It's like that, that fourth Balto that we made didn't even get to the movie theaters. <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like the fourth five fourth six fifth <laughs> yeah I, I yeah you're totally right and like the the paradigm shift of the exhibitor market is interesting because um so um a really good guy that i really like listening to is dan merle he was uh he's a guy that works with uh, the movie honest movie trailer guys i think it, i forget the name of the of the actual channel but is the honest trailer honest trailer channels guy um he 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 kind of he, he had this big movie. He also has a video about this, but he he talked about how the way that we like as consumers or like people who like go out and watch all these YouTube channels about movies and stuff. You're like we, the way that we gauge the success of a movie is box office, weekend box office, right? But now with all the Warner movies being released simultaneously on the on the streaming service, like look, 2021 notwithstanding, the pandemic notwithstanding. It will now make it to where the Matrix 4 box office is not going to be the gauge of success for that movie, right? It's not going to be, oh, Matrix 4 made $100 million this weekend. Oh, Matrix 4 now made $300 million this weekend. So it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal success. We are really not going to know what kind of success these movies would have had or what kind of success they actually have right so like that that like that gauge of success is no longer going to exist for these movies right right so it's fundamentally is going to change the way we think about success for movies is hbo max or warner media going to release the new subscribers that come on just to watch or are they going to release the numbers of how many subscribers are watching? Maybe? Yeah, the analytics are going to get really hard. And and yeah. they, they haven't been good already for Netflix, where people wanted those analytics before. And um, this kind of go goes into the point that I was already going to make anyway. But these people were already complaining about this to begin with. But the, the old school, the old regime, they, they were actually 
before all of us, they were calling us out on this. Um, that's why Spike Lee has a movie straight on Netflix. That's why Martin Scorsese already had a movie straight out on Netflix because they knew where this was going. They knew that they could make a bigger deal uh, with, you know, and that's why George Lucas signed on with uh, Disney Plus, man. It's because they knew that yeah. was coming for a streaming service war. They knew the streaming, the streaming wars were coming. And yeah. they... They wanted to make their money quick because if they were the first ones on, they would be the, you know, the first ones that kind of bought into it. And so now, now that they're there, you know, they're going to, they're going to get to release more content with, you know, in the beginning like this. But I, I don't know. It's still a question. I know HBO still uh, considering trying to put ads in, in, in like before these movies and selling that ad, those ad buys. Which I think is gonna that's a good, that's a good it's point. Gonna that's a good point. It's gonna crush this because, like, right now, what do we love about streaming service? I love streaming service because they don't have ads. <laughs> Guess what? The most hated streaming service <laughs> right now it's Hulu with ads. Okay, yeah. nobody wants to watch that yeah. shit. I don't care. I don't care that I'll say it. Like, I'll say it. Nobody wants to watch that shit. And if HBO Max, HBO Max, uh, man, they, they have the perfect name, don't they? They had the they've they've had the perfect name <laughs> for what how many years? Home box office. They want to yep. become the home box office, and they were already getting stronger when they were bringing back all their media content. When they were pulling all Warner Brothers stuff from Netflix, so that they can stream it uh, solely on their own app, just like just like Disney was doing. Yeah. Now you can only watch Friends. Uh, you can only watch Friends for, right. uh, on HBO Max. That that kind of stuff, it, like. Also, a movie that I wouldn't have uh, decided to swat watch in theaters. I would have probably. It looks like it's probably going to be like an Oscar Beatty film. It feels like it's going to be like an Oscar-y sci-fi movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in seeing a Hugh Jackman sci-fi movie. I, I don't think he does much sci-fi besides the Wolverine stuff, right? So, like, like, like again, like as a consumer, I'm, I'm, dude, as a consumer, I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Tell me for actually for free because I got AT and T wireless. I get that shit for free anyway. I get to watch that. Already, I get. I basically get all the. I get to watch immediately at home. Also, if you had a family, see, like you and I don't have a family, but like if if we had a family, going to the movie theater is a big deal. Like it is, like it. This thing pays yeah, yeah. itself immediately, because like it's like as just moviegoers, like I usually just you know, I, I was always living on the cheap anyway, so I would always go to matinees at Alamo Draft House, which are only like seven eight bucks. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I was telling you this uh, earlier in the summer that like that this was going to be the way for families anyway, because there was all those kids movies that were coming out and all those kids movies like people, people were buying the movie immediately outright, even if it cost like even if Mulan cost $30 to like outright buy as opposed to just renting it for half the price, they were outright buying it because their kids can fall in love with the movie and watch trolls, whatever trolls version this is, like three or four yeah. times in a row. When they don't even have to leave home, and it's not going to, you know, it cost what it would have cost them three to buy three tickets anyway, and a and a bowl of popcorn. So, I, I it's yeah, this is a danger. Yeah, um, you know, uh, we, we we should talk about on the exhibitor side of things, right? AMC is actively looking for financial 
security basically in all this. They they like in their in their quote, they're basically they they're saying they are looking to make sure that they get guaranteed cash money in in preparations. They want to make sure that they are not financially like this. So Warner has put a stake in the ground and has decided to go to war with everyone. We're talking exhibitors, AMC. We're talking movie directors. We're talking people who already uh, actors who have already been in these movies. Probably production they, their, their own co finance years for Dune and God they didn't even know about this, which means that everyone from the craft services people to the to the stunt people to all of the producers on all these movies to all to, to the key grip this was not in anyone's contract. Um, also, I want to I want to kind of point another thing here. They do say technically this is a 2021 only thing. Now I'm going to go back to Dan Merle. Um, he says a really, really, really interesting and probably true thing that when things like happen, it's not just going to happen once, probably not going to go away. Just like they said that Wonder Woman 1984 was going to be the only movie they were going to release in this fashion. And it ended up not being that way. It is probably true that Warner Media is probably they don't they 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 legitimately in press releases and in interviews say they are not going to do this beyond but that's probably a lie <laughs> and they are probably going to seek this exhibition moving forward into the movie exhibition which yeah, which that that, that I mean no one know that they say they're not going to but I mean if they're doing it for 2021 I mean there's there's definitely going to be some of this going forward well it's interesting end, like I, probably I, 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 exhibition yeah yeah and in, uh, in its traditional form yes well I I think I, and like maybe I'm I'm a little naive I think we will um, most of us in the world will have a vaccine in us by the summer uh, in the, in the, in, in best case scenario. Um, and or I think be, we'll yeah, be, or be more comfortable. Right. And I, I, well, I yeah. think most of, I think we'll hopefully we'll have herd immunity by the time, by that time, because once you get most of the medical profession, uh, professionals, uh, with those vaccines and stuff like that, I think, I think it'll, it'll start to like slow a lot of stuff down. Uh, once you get the important people out of the way, um, yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna just start going. It's you know herd immunity is a thing. I I I don't know you know I don't know how that's gonna work out. But like I think by the summer we should like that's how I feel is like I don't think we should throw away our summer blockbusters yet for the movie industry. But I I think I think there could be something there. So that's what I was kind of a little sad about. Um, you know, hearing that Matrix Four. And like Dune, which I think could have been released at that time and done really well for um, for the movie theaters. But, you know, it, it they um, I think on Thursday, last Thursday, like when this announcement happened, it's kind of this announcement happened, I think, on Wednesday. Right. Last Wednesday. Yeah. The HBO. Yeah. Announcement. yeah it was super early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and like on Thursday, uh, AMC was 18 percent lower on on the other stocks were 18% lower cinemarks was had a 19% drop 
and uh, Marcus Corporation had an 11% drop. And all those simultaneously, they were already, AMC had already had a plan to dilute their stock in place. So the, like the, it was already going into a dumpster fire and this, this only yeah. made it worse for them. Just like what you were saying about the finances, yeah. man, it's just, it's, it's super bad right now. There's yeah, this pandemic has, has hurt a lot of industries and the movie exhibition industry is not going to be the same. It's just the truth now. Like there's no, there's no way around it. I, I, I vehemently believe movie theaters will not go away. Just like in the same way that we still have plays. Plays have been playing since the beginning of, of people wanting to, wanting to see literature. Like, and people still go to see plays. It's specialized. You don't play every year. There are some people who don't see plays at all. But there's still people who are having people who go see plays and musicals and shows. You That's know? interesting. And I, I think that... It's interesting that you say that, Arnie, because I think... Um... I think musicals still have uh, quite a bit of fanfare. I think, yeah. I think what we know as of the straight play, um, you know, no music, no, no funny, like no comedic things at all. Uh, I mean, like they could be comedies. I'm just saying like, it's not like a improv yeah. show. Um, those are dying. I think they're di- They've been dying for like the last 10 years slowly. I think like less and less people, I think, uh, you know, hardly anybody would go see a play unless you were in the industry. It was almost like the, the friends of those people in the play were just giving their tickets out. So I, I already think that was dying, but I think there was, there is a room for the market for like musicals and concerts and stuff because people are always going to want to see those kind of things live, yeah. uh, especially comedy. Sure. I think comedy yeah. musicals and concerts are always going to be around as as viable entertainment options and i don't think i think people i think the movies are going to be more artistic in nature the way we had art houses we're just going to see more of the art house kind of reboot mm-hmm. in a way like true exit like true like exhibit spaces yeah right I, yeah I, I think, you know, I, movie theaters are going to be around. It's, it's interesting, like, the niches and things that are going to arise from this, I, I'd imagine, right? Like, like the, you know, I think about the Kevin Smith model, right? Where Kevin Smith was like, it's funny, Kevin Smith is going to survive this so fucking good. It's hilarious. Because what he did with his last movie, uh, he basically half-financed it by selling tickets to live shows. But they weren't live shows. He was touring his movie just like a regular tour, but he was just touring his movie instead of like bringing it out to the exhibition halls, the main ones, he was saying, you know what? I can bring this movie out. I can bring myself. I can make it a bigger show with me being there as well. Let's sell to smaller exhibition houses and just take this thing on tour, recoup my my own money in my own way. And he was able to actually pay for half of his finance immediately because he was able to sell tickets to live shows that included him and of his last movie uh and things yeah. like that will rise from i think like people will showing them exhibition halls because it's cheaper because they're just going to need the eyes i think that exhibition halls will always because live you can't you cannot 
substitute that. Watching a big blockbuster film with all the fans together is just an experience that you can't have. Um, and I'm just trying to think of like a live theater, um, a live theater kind of related thing. Uh, and I was just watching something uh, just so happens that it was on HBO max. Uh, David, David Burns Broadway show. He, he uh, released a show American utopia, which is a whole bunch of David Burns songs. And instead of like exactly what you're saying, instead of actually doing a concert, he did a musical show that was very scripted. Like there wasn't, it wasn't like the set list can change. It was very much like a musical where everything was going to be done. He toured with that Broadway musical with him, him singing his own songs. So it's very much like a concert. Well, you know what killed it? It was that, you know, eventually HBO bought the rights and HBO started (laughs) streaming it on their platform. Just like Hamilton, just like in the Heights, which is kind of weird how we're going to see in the Heights. Uh, we're going to be able to see like an in the Heights. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to, we're going to be able to see Hamilton before it ever got a movie, uh, yeah. on a streaming service. And, you know, in the Heights is going to get this movie release and it's going to be on it straight on the streaming service anyway. So like the way people are going to, most people are going to experience Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to be through a streaming service instead of actually going to see it live. And those two, those two shows are very much were made to experience live. So I, I just don't know how the it's, it's just like, yeah we look at the the things that are still going to exist after this. And I think streaming will still try to kill them. <laughs> Just watch. There's going to be like a Broadway. I think there already is. Is it Broadway streamline where you can actually like watch recordings of live? Performance? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it used to be like you only used to be able to yeah. get them from like the library. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, and this is, I mean, this is look. this is the future. Like we're, we're going into, this is, this is it. This is, this is real. Like, 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 like basics of, of and principles of business evolve or die, you know, like this is where we're at and this is where it's going. It sucks because there are people with lively stakes in exhibition houses and, and though there are going to not be that many jobs anymore. Um, we live in the Dallas DFW area, Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth area. I think since we're in Texas, most of these, most theaters here are still open and you can still go see a movie. But this is in this country, smaller markets that are 100% going to possibly not going to have movie theaters anymore or definitely going to have reduced numbers of movie theaters in those, those towns. Future. Uh, um, I, I just... I hope. <laughs> uh, I, I know that there will still be movie theaters, and I know that there will still be people who want to watch movies in, in theaters. They are not be as big and robust as they used to be, but they will still be there. And for my money, I still support them in any way that I can. I've always had a as dream a consumer, of owning a, a, like an old school theater, you know, like the like a marquee style uptown style yeah. theater, you know. Just because, like, I'd love to do, like, new releases on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, you know, 
live shows, live comedy shows on Wednesdays, uh, retro movie night yeah. on Mondays. Nice. I always thought that would be like the, you know, the fun thing. And then like, you know, have live music on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It, it's just, it makes, it makes sense. I think maybe that that's something we might see later on is like these theaters are going to evolve into something different. I mean, um, yeah. They were already kind of, you know, like you used to be able to kind of like buy these other style musicals or plays that you couldn't see. They would have like a world release only in movie theaters that you can go go watch them. So like, yeah, there is going to be a culture there. But I, I think, um, oh, man, I think we've talked ourselves in circles about this subject, but it, it is a subject that we can talk for hours on. Yeah. Yeah, it's an important subject because it's a shift in society. It's a shift in the zeitgeist. It's a shift in every it's a shift of life yeah. um and we're we are we are at the at, we're we're seeing it as we're watching history happen and a company called and home box office a bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah um i think i think i think we've we've talked this subject to death we could talk more about it let's uh let's move on to some other movie news in the world of movie movies um i don't think i have anything else i want to say anything else i want to add about this drew i'm good all right. All right. Let's move on to news. Uh, some others in the world of movies, movies, movies. So a third Spider-Man movie is, in fact, in the works. We have talked about this at length already. There has been some new developments in this sphere. Uh, just in summary, because there's a bunch of articles about this, it looks like Spider-Man 3 will create a spot. And it has been report that Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, Toby McGuire, Emma Stone, and great Alfred Molina will reprise their respective roles in the new Tom Holland Spider-Man 3. Um, this is, I mean, I just hope and pray and wish that somebody doesn't another third spider-man movie because they are sure as shit the kitchen sink at this thing man i mean obviously this is a reaction to just how great the spider-verse did um i'll say this because i i because it's true i absolutely adore verse um written and directed by, by uh christopher lloyd um chris miller christopher uh, chris, uh, it's a film yeah. movie brought the whole Spider-Man universe thing into old in a big, 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 big Oscar-winning way. Um, I am super, super excited about uh, 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 Alina reprising his role as Doctor Octopus. Spider-Man Two has a very deep your place in my heart. I think that Spider-Man 2 top 3 superhero movies ever made. Top 3 for me for my money. I love that movie. It was the it was Spider-Man 2 was when so comic book movies had been coming out, right? We had X-Men and Spider-Man. And then Blade and then there's a lot of other, you know, like kind of like third-party, you know, movies, but Spider-Man 2 was the first time that I watched a superhero movie. And of course, you know, the, the, the first Superman is also quite good. But I think, at least in the modern era, Spider-Man 2 
Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 was the first time that superhero movies didn't transcend it from just being a popcorn movie into being film. It is, it is a solid picture that I, I still think holds up really well. I think you're right. Well, um, I can't even it, remember what was the first one. Who was the villain in the first one? Green Goblin. Just it the Green Goblin? Yeah, oh, great. William Defoe. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, it, the only reason why is like I asked is because like the, the number two was just like the staple. Number two is a staple. Yeah. You had a little bit of everything. It was great. It was so good. It, there's still scenes in that movie that I think about that are some of the best scenes in all of superhero movies. The, what the, sucks the is that there's also, things, there's also things on the Spider-Man 3 that I think about uh, of superhero movies <laughs> and uh, how bad they were as superhero so movies. Bad. <laughs> like, it scares me so much because like, if you know anything about the deal that Sony, so Sony owns Spider-Man, like outright. Marvel was going bankrupt in the 90s. They didn't know what to do. So they just sold off their movie rights to like all the studios. And with the, uh, with the, with the Fox deal, which Fox had a bunch of them. So, you know, Disney bought Fox, but Fox didn't have, didn't have Spider-Man. They still own the movie rights for Spider-Man. So they are actually in partnership with Disney on all Spider-Man movies. And in my head, this feels like a total Sony move. Because it was exactly what they did for Spider-Man 3. They threw the kitchen sink at that movie. And Sam Raimi was not ready. He has been, he has stated many a time how it was just, he, he just slapped together this movie. Because Sony really wanted, they really, really, really wanted some venom in that movie. And we, and what happened is a, just a brain wreck. Just a I'm always reminded of the Kevin Smith, uh, the Kevin Smith story about, uh, the wild wild west guy and his superman, his yeah. superman um, yeah. i'm always reminded about that every time i think about any spider-man 3 because the whole thing was just like you know hey man what do you think you know spiders are just like some some dangerous creatures what do you think if we just got a giant spider uh, this has nothing to do with actual spider-man but like right. i just love that whole kevin smith story you should go check it out if you haven't heard it because that is what what they do they just throw this like they throw this bad they always do this i thought marvel was, was marvel was getting into a rut of doing this i will i don't care what anybody says marvel was doing this as well with third third movies um cough cough iron man 3 was like <laughs> we're throwing too many villains at, at dude it. i'm just saying and dude. then and they they went back to the giant board they looked at themselves you know they talked about it one thing i do like that we have not heard the name that i'm so glad is still buried under the rug is topher grace because we do not need any Topher Grace in this. Oh my God! Yeah, dude, they're bringing <laughs> it back. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> dude bringing, oh my God! I, I, I can't believe I, I didn't even say this. They're bringing it back. They're back. Jamie Fox as Electro. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, like, and also, like, you should say that all of the news says that there is ongoing negotiations. Look, this movie is already filming. Spider-Man Three is in production right now as we speak there was like there was the tom holland like tweet like i, I put an instagram photo of him in the full spider-man get up with the mask on <laughs> with an n95 man this movie is a production these people have filmed already and like there has not been concrete proof of 
Emma Stone or 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 even of Kirsten Dunst, but Tobey Maguire has said to be pictured on the set. Do we have like a release year? I think it's 2022 for sure. Or if not the very end of next year of, of 2021. Because we're we're getting it, we're getting a homecoming three before then, and we should be getting a into the Spider-Verse 2 before then as well, right? But but this this is home this is the third Spider-Man. So this is third homecoming. Good. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know if we were getting a homecoming on top of this, or if not, uh, no, uh, yeah. So I think this this will be released um, December of next year. I think. I pr- probably if not if it yeah, hasn't gotten I mean, pushed if back. It, if it was going yeah. on its original slate, I think the original slate, uh, according to this article, was going to be December seventeenth of twenty twenty one. But who knows? Because movies have been pushed around a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and Disney is going to answer Warner Media in some way. They just have to. It's the, it's it's a war. So whatever, you know, whatever that the, the Warner has now influenced all of these all of these release windows. It's it's all They have a pretty awesome. strong streaming service themselves. I I will say. Yeah. And they've obviously yeah. um strengthened their fan base with things like The Mandalorian. Yeah. And, for sure, you know, yeah, and such like, stuff like that, and the new. I hear there's like a new Star Wars show coming too that people were fucking yeah, ecstatic about. Yeah. Uh, the Endor, so uh, right? Uh, you, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Disney, Disney in general today had an investor call. They just announced a whole bunch of stuff on the Marvel, on the Star Wars, uh, even even the Disney front. They have announced a whole that we're talking about that another day. But yeah, they, uh, just they, to get back on this, Arnie, I, I am. Will you be heartbroken if Kirsten Dunst does kiss Tom Holland for some reason? <laughs> like that just makes me feel weird. I don't. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to think about that. I'm just saying, I like, I want to know how you will feel if, for some reason, like I, I don't, I don't I know. To, That's like I want you to imagine. Kirsten Dunst in some sort of white Spider-Man suit upside down oh, and she kisses Tom Holland. And I'm like, Oh God. Ugh. Emma Stone I, kisses Toby Maguire. I don't know. Oh, like, it feels like sis. And like, what about like, Andrew Garfield? What? He's just going to get the Mexican chick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It feels like brothers and sisters kissing. Like it just does not feel good inside of me. Weird. I don't know what this movie's going to be. I don't. I hope it's good. I hope there, if this is real, there is some fucking grade A talent being put in the movie. Alfred Molina, Doctor Octopus. Excited to see what he does. I just want this to be good, and I just hope that Sony doesn't. How, how did you feel? I love the Andrew Garfield one. I will say the Andrew Garfield one um, had science, <laughs> which a lot of these <laughs> don't. And I'm like. That's the whole fucking point, man. I just want yeah. some science. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah like just, make Spider- like, like Peter Parker's a smart dude. He's not just yeah. Spider-Man. He doesn't got he's a like, smart guy. He doesn't shoot out of this wrist. It shoots no, no. out of something he made. Get it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Absolutely. That I was the know. one thing about the spider <laughs> That was the, the best thing about Amazing Spider-Man. And like, we knew Emma Stone wasn't really like, you know, she she had a hard time playing the smart girl. 
I, 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 we've said this before. The Parkers were never the problems in these movies. Like Andrew Garfield. I love was that. Great, I'm going to always. Sit, I'm always going to sit by your statement that, that that's my new statement to live by. It's the Parkers were not <laughs> yeah. the problem. I like it. But never the problem. Um, I, I electro is rough. Yeah. I don't know what movie Jamie Foxx was in. I don't know how he was directed. Was. I don't know. I, 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 I he wasn't good. I'm it sorry. was Amazing Spider-Man Two, which should have been three, because once again, they they forced too many hands into yeah. Amazing Spider-Man Two, and I'm like, wait a minute, was he the villain? Because yeah. he had a great arc, he has a great story in Amazing Spider-Man yeah. Two. The only problem is how many other villains were in that story, so I couldn't even keep up with it. Um, and you know, like yeah. uh, Paul Giamatti was in that as the Rhino in that movie. In the oh, same movie, I've, we met Jamie Foxx. Electro was Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I'm sure he's won an Academy yeah. Award for something <laughs> because he's brilliant. I, yeah, sure. But that's yeah. the one that we saw him as Rhino, I think, <laughs> and that's insane. Like that's that's stupid for sure. Yeah, I like. I just. I, I, I hope this is good as a consumer. Say again. If if like 15-year-old Arnie, just like, like the old movie websites like Yahoo Movies and shit, reads this article about all of these people coming back, is like I'm like, yeah, dude, I want to see this tomorrow. Like, like this is amazing. And it's but like, but like like Arnie, who like like watched Spider-Man 3 and like kind of liking it in the theater, but then also the Thinking back on it, like you know what, that was really bad. Like I don't want this to be. You're putting so much talent. You're putting so like with the story. This this is this is epic scale storytelling they're trying to put together here. I just man, I hope I hope I hope Marvel, who has producing credits on this movie, it's in the MCU, has some story input and makes this thing fly. And I hope that God they talk to Phil Lord and Chris. Right? I hope they talk to them. I, I <laughs> think. I think it so I think this might be a little bit better. I don't think it's going to be what we all hope and want, but I think it will be a, a little bit better than what we've gotten in the past out of the number the awful number 3. You shouldn't even put 3 on it. You yeah. should honestly call it Homecoming 2 since there was like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like just <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was not a, a a second Homecoming movie. You should just call it Homecoming 2. Just Let's let's bury that. Let's bury the wretched number three down. Let's not talk about three. three. Let's not talk about three anymore. I don't like threes. Threes in comic book movies are awful. Um, Yeah, it's it uh, hopes and dreams and wishes that this is going to work out. This to be a fucking epic movie. And I hope it is. I hope. Hope it is. Um, whatever, 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 lords that you you pray to, just pray this is a good movie. I don't know. I just uh, hope. Hope. Was that, a, I'm so, was that a Phil Lord joke? Because that was. Good. I don't. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> whatever lords you pray to, I like that. <laughs> we forgot to even mention Benedict Cumberbatch. Last thing, real quick, Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, before we kill this story. Um, we haven't even talked about that. And I, I think uh, Tom Holland's done 
such a superb job to get us to this point where we're excited about Spider-Man again. I, yeah. I, I definitely, I, I will not discredit Phil Lord and the, the Spider-Verse because they took it to a monumental level, I think. Yeah, 100%. But, the Academy, the, the, yeah. But I wouldn't even care if you told me, if you told me about uh, Spider-Verse after the Amazing Spider-Man 2, I don't think anybody would care. I just don't think anybody would care. I think, I think Tom Holland really took this out of the ground. He took, he took this out of um, the hole that it was in. Um, I think the villains are even just, the villains have been great so far in these Tom Holland ones too. Um, especially as we keep seeing like Vulture grow with, um, yeah, you know, not Batman. But yeah, <laughs> Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Uh, so like Michael, Michael he got a Michael great. Keaton villain. Yeah, yeah, and then and then they finally did that. You know that that like um, this is it called Sinister Six? I, I'm not. I'm going to go way over my my knowledge of um, comic book they're, references. They're, but I they're trying to do that. I don't know sure. about. But remember, remember what they they had been trying to do it since the Amazing Spider-Man series where they were going to bring all the villains, the classic villains of Spider-Man and make a movie like a suicide squad style movie. But it, it never panned out because they, they could never get a good Spider-Man going. And I think it's going to be extra good. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Michael sure. But uh, thank you so much for watching. Appreciate it. Um, my name is Arnie Diaz. You can look for me anything at Arnie Diaz 89. I also have a podcast called the Arnie Diaz show. Please look that up on any other of your podcasting apparatus. And of course, please like and subscribe to us, Kinetic Impressions, on any podcasting platform or on this exact YouTube channel. Thank you so much for watching. My man Drew, any words for the fine people? Yeah, go just uh, go fucking watch a movie. That'd be great. Go watch a movie, ladies and gentlemen. And that'll do it for us today.